nephew community, and welcome to the Hot Topics in Nephrology podcast. I'm Jeff Lockwood with the Nephew Medical Team, here with the busiest man in the business, Mark Newman, writer and editor, specializing in all things nephrology. Every month, Mark keeps us up to date on the latest hot topics in nephrology. Now, today, Mark is going to share with us some of the highlights uh, from Kidney Week 23, which was held November 1st to 5th in the city of Brotherly Love, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Uh, and put together by the American Society of Nephrology. I, along with several other members of the Nephew Medical Team, spent a good amount of time there. And Mark, I have to issue a public apology. I was running around the entire time. Never got a chance to catch up with you. I know we had planned on that. Did not work. Right. It happens. It's, uh, you know, you're there for three days and you figure you can do everything you need to do, but um, there's just constant activity. There's constant sessions. And of course, the exhibit hall is, is you, know, you want to go through that. You want to sit on the, on the uh, late breaking trials. I mean, there's just uh, there's just too many conflicts. Oh, yeah. Um, so uh, ASN, you know, busy as all get out. Probably the highest attended kidney beating in the world, isn't it? Yeah, it sure is. I mean, um, they estimate about 12,000 people. Uh, attended. Uh, this is the 56th annual meeting. It's interesting because there are a number of organizations like ASN that are celebrating their uh, half-century mark uh, in the next year or so. The Renal Physici- uh, Physicians Association is celebrating its 50th anniversary in March of next year. Here you've got a meeting that's been around for 56 years. Um, there are a number of organizations, you know, that have have uh, you know been here since. In essence, you know, the composite rate was developed and, and payment structures were changed. And so they've all been around for some time. This is the first kidney week in several years that has been completely live. So the organizers held the meeting virtually in 2021 due to the concerns about COVID. Uh, and then held a hybrid meeting the next year, last year. So this is now completely live. Um, and they said uh, 70% of attendees were in person. Uh, last year, and that convinced them that it was time to go full live. So the organizers felt it was time to move forward uh, to being uh, c- completely live. There were no virtual options. There's on-demand sessions available. If you register for the meeting and you miss something, those demand sessions, on-demand sessions will be available shortly. But for the most part, it was um, it was completely live meeting. And what's really cool about this meeting is it truly is an international audience. You know, we saw people from all parts of the world. The top countries in attendance were the U.S., of course, Canada, Germany, Japan, China, United Kingdom, Mexico. I am fairly certain I talked to people from every single one of those countries, along with several others. It was awesome. And with this being so large and diverse, you know, what is the best way to cover it all in those three to four days? Yeah, the good news is that you can get access to all the posters um, about a week about 10 days before the meeting. So you can kind of comb through those and look what might be interesting. And of course, in the first, in, in those early morning sessions with the posters, the authors are supposed to be there to talk with you about the details. Um, that didn't occur all the time, but nonetheless, you can find them and talk to uh, those who were the principal investigators. So that's a great interaction opportunity. And so I think those are important. Those are usually two hours in the morning. And then on Thursday, you have on Friday, you have the late breaking clinical trials. So that's about eight presentations on the latest new drug developments, new clinical trials, obviously, 
um, and some other things sprinkled in there. And then you have multiple, uh, usually two-hour sessions on a variety of topics. And, you know, ASN being having a heavy focus on nephrologists, um, there were a number of talks about things like um, transplant, uh, home dialysis, of course. Um, There's an excellent session on um, legislative activity within the transplant community, for example where they brought in uh, people from CMS and talked to uh, kidney professionals about how we can change the OPO uh, organ procurement organization performance and what lies ahead with value-based care. So there's also some policy there too, which I think was important. And then of course you have things like workforce topics. You know, ASN comes out with a workforce study every year. And so it's a big session on how we can bring more I get more interest among fellows to join nephrology. So it's really a comprehensive program uh, in terms of sessions. And then, like I said, you have the exhibit hall uh, where there's a number of companies obviously vying for attention, a lot of pharmaceutical companies there. Um, there is an interesting display by a company uh, called Diality, which is producing a new, uh, working on a, a new um, home hemodialysis uh, device. And it's interesting, as we've talked before about home hemo, home dialysis in general on the podcast, how we are increasing the number of these new home dialysis machines um, when the proportion of home dialysis is about 3 to 4%. So if, right now we have three out there with the next stage, and we have uh, um, um, the outset medical, and quantum was just approved. So we have three home hemo machines. This dialysis machine is looking to go to trials next year. So very, very interesting uh, dynamics. And of course, um, there are another a number of uh, PD manufacturers, water treatment systems. Um, USRDS was there. They just released their uh, most li- their latest report. Um, and there's also a number of patient groups, associations, European associations that are represented. So to answer your question about how do you tackle it, you just have to sort of decide break it up into segments and you're going to only get a little slice of the pie. You know, you can divide up as many slices as you want, but there's going to be bound to be things that you're going to miss. Um, it's really, really quite, quite an experience. It's definitely a meeting where you have to have a plan and know what you want to accomplish uh, because right. it's so busy and there's so much going on in different areas. And, you know, it, I think what you're kind of alluding to is that there's a lot and it's a lot yeah. to take in. Um, yeah, so exactly. what did you find most interesting of all of right. that? Right. So so we talked about the posters earlier. 3,000 posters and oral abstracts were available for viewing and attending during the meeting, as I mentioned. So um, there are a lot of interesting things in that area. The topics are all encompassing. Uh, you know, everything from artificial intelligence and nephrology, anemia, CKD, vascular access, home dialysis, transplant, hypertension. So the good news is that, is that you can download those, as I mentioned earlier. And you can sort of pick through those topics. Um, but I think one of the things that was most interesting that I found anyway was the development of uh, artificial intelligence and, and this chat uh, approach, chat uh, GPT, I think it's called. And the idea being that you can now bring these forces into play when you're looking at dia- uh, diagnosis and management of kidney disease. And so um, there was over, I think, uh, the last I look about about uh, 90 posters on this topic alone. And uh, that's significant because um, in essence, I think what Medicare, what healthcare in general is trying to figure out how to embrace this or complement 
what they do uh, every day in terms of patient care. Um, uh, there was one post that was particularly interested, interesting. It was it was putting up a competition between the chat G, the chat GPT versus a first year renal fellow, and so it was a competition to see who would do a better job of diagnosing in this particular case electrolyte uh, disorders, and um, you know sort of reminds you of this uh, you know Coke versus Pepsi thing, and so the good news is the first year renal fellow won the contest. So there's, you know, points to be said for having the human interaction. And even, they even gave the chat uh, GPT time to um, change its answers. You know, can't can cheat there a little bit, but still uh, the human contact and the human connection and the human knowledge, if you will, <laughs> won the contest. So that was, that was a, a encouraging poster, I must say. Um, but um, yeah, and as I mentioned, we talked about the exhibit hall, over 170 companies there, but I think the, the best thing to say is we, you know, we might start addressing, I think one of the other points that was made, and this is one of the first sessions, was the point that Michelle Josephson made during her opening talk. So Michelle is the professor of medicine and surgery at the University of Chicago. She's the outgoing ASM president. And she gave you know, a very poignant speech about how nephrologists need to, quote, write your own epic tale about contributions to nephrology. And she said specifically, the journey you're taking is that of innovation and discovery. All of us have contributed in a, contributed in a meaningful way, be it through patient care um, or research or teaching or administration. And our final destination is a world without disease, as she pointed out. Out there, we have better battles to fight, dragons to slay, and seas to cross. We're all part of these journeys. So I think one of her points was that when you look at the attendance at a big meeting like this, it's not just patients who are involved in direct uh, patient care, not just physicians, rather, and, and uh, kidney health specialists who are involved in patient care. There's researchers there. There's uh, uh, teaching doctors. There's administration who, you know, who runs the clinics. And, and there's a really big variety of, of folks. And every one of those individuals you know, has a part in moving this specialty forward. Uh, you know, the other, I think on the clinical side, you know, glomerular disease was certainly a hot topic throughout the meeting. And, um, the, you know, over 300 posters on this issue alone. And there's certainly a lot of new drug developments in that area. Um, plus several of the late-breaking clinical trials, as we mentioned earlier, presentations were about treatment for a glomerular disease. So many of these drugs have a focus on maintaining a GFR, which we know is important, and perhaps slowing it down. And so that's a major focus of hopefully what these drugs will accomplish. And also a lot of discussions we mentioned about artificial intelligence. Um, and it was, you know, the, the whole discussion about organ donation, I think is something that's going to happen at every meeting, no matter where you go. Um, and this is a particularly poignant point um, at, at this meeting, because as we know, there's over, you know, 80,000 people on the wait list for kidney transplant. And um, there's lots of interesting developments going on with artificial organs and, and you know, implantable kidneys and, and, uh, and xenotransplantation was, was a topic there as well. Um, and those might all be potential resources over the next maybe five to 10 years. But ultimately, um, what they'd like to see is certainly more living related donation. And that was a key topic because that number has gone down every year for the last two or three years. 
And so everybody's looking at ways to improve that. Uh, it's, a, it's a difficult task. Um, so I think organization, no matter what meeting you go to, there's going to be a topic about that. We talked about the artificial intelligence. That was hot. We talked about glomerular disease. That was a hot topic. Workforce issues. Are we going to have enough nephrologists in the next five to 10 years, particularly with a focus on CKD and how we do that? And one of the interesting topics in the late-breaking trials also it was regarding transplant surgery, and that is something called um, chimerism, if I pronounce that correctly, which is basically um, performing a kidney transplant without using the toxic immunosuppressive drugs that we have been using for many years. And those drugs, the danger of those drugs, obviously, because they are toxic, can not only hurt that, that kidney you just put, transplant, but it can also hurt other organs. So the idea is you sort of um, do, you, you bathe the incoming organ with stem cells um, from the individual that's receiving it. So it sort of helps familiarize itself and potentially protects, uh, projects, um, prevents um, rejection. And so they're building more of these cases every day. And this was a talk uh, particularly about a, 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 um, um, a stem, cell, uh, stem cell procedure. And they were having you know, quite a bit of success. They had these patients out. Now, the, the, the caveat was uh, these were patients who received an organ from their parents. So there's a direct connection. When we say living related, it was directly related. So that eliminates potentially some of the problems to start off with. But the good news is that potentially, even if these individuals can get through life without using these immunosuppressive drugs, that's, that's a big plus. So again, it was a you know an action-packed meeting. I would say lots of things to discuss. Uh, and again, readers can access the on-demand material now that the meeting is over. Those abstracts and posters, those three thousand posters, are available online um, uh, on the ASN website, and uh, lots of interesting material there. And um, you know, um, just just a lot of good material, a lot of good information. A lot of good presentations, um, and um, and we'll see where it goes. Yeah, you know, I spent tons of time in and out of clinical sessions in the poster area, the exhibit hall. The buzz around glomerular disease was incredible. Yeah. It's that's where people were just kind of gathering around. It was really cool. Yeah. And then I did get into an AI session, and so it's interesting you brought that up because one of the things I took away from uh, his presentation was that you know these algorithms are learning from what's out there, but they're learning some of the bad along with the good. So it's still in that phase of development where it's got to filter out what's correct and incorrect. So I'm glad that the fellow was able to beat <laughs> the computer. He won the race. But you know, it's interesting. it's interesting you mentioned that, Jeff, because we talked earlier about workforce, right? And if we are not going to have enough nephrologists to take care of these CKD patients. So I know what that number is, 37 million at various stages of CKD. If we don't have those nephrologists, maybe this is the kind of help, and I'm putting that in quotes, that uh, we need to attend to these patients. Uh, I'm sure maybe, maybe even from just the workflow optimization standpoint to help them identify patients that need to be seen sooner than later. You yeah. know, help them figure out where they need to go, where those efforts should go and kind of prioritize certain cases. Yeah, um, I, I think the message is complementary versus you know taking over. 
And I yeah. think most physicians, you know, would welcome that. Um, and most providers would do as well. Um, but um, it's an interesting area. And of course, it's not just affecting nephrology, it's affecting all, uh, all of healthcare. And there's various companies that are sprouting up to develop these things. And so it's a big, it's a, it's a whole separate industry. Yeah, it's definitely budding and there's a lot yeah. of potential. Exactly. Uh, so now that the 2023 meeting's in the books, what are the plans for Kidney Week next year? Yeah, so the good news is we're going back to San Diego. Uh, you know, the, the weather was a little rough there in Philadelphia. So a little chilly. A little chilly. Um, and so they're going back to San Diego and the meetings should be held earlier. So it's going to be October um, 23rd through 27th in San Diego. And um, that's a convention center. And those who have attended ASN before know that place very well. Um, it's a, it's a great location. It's on the water. And of course, um, there's a, there's sort of like a little shopping, um, restaurant area there. Uh, what's it called? The, the gas lamp district, which is right outside the, uh, exhibit, uh, outside the conference center. And, um, there's lots of things to do there. So the weather should be great. And, um, I'm looking forward to that. It'll be interesting to see what new topics they come up with. Yeah, we'll see what the buzz and the hot topics are next year when we get there. Exactly. Uh, but, you know, as always, Mark, thank you so much for joining us to discuss Kidney Week 2023. I will tell you, I was excited to finally attend my first Kidney Week. It's been an ongoing joke uh, that I've been in the nephrology space and with a nephew for so long that I've never actually been to Kidney Week. Uh, so it was a great few days to learn, network, uh, really feel that positive energy and buzz around nephrology. So if you have not been, I encourage everyone to go. It is a great meeting. As Mark kind of discussed, there's tons you can learn and tons to take away in every aspect of nephrology. Yeah, I'm going to throw the last plug in here because we know next month we're going to be talking about doing a year in review. And I think that's going to be pretty interesting. We'll talk about a lot of different things, you know, value-based care, and reimbursement issues, and of course, clinical discussions. And we'll talk a little bit about the chat, as we mentioned earlier. Um, lots of interesting things, transplant, of course, new developments with the uh, organ procurement organization. So um, a lot of, uh, it's been a pretty busy year, I would say, for nephrology, lots of changes, and I'm sure more to come. That's right, it's gonna be a good one. So thank you to the Nephew community for joining us and listening in. Be sure to like and subscribe to the Nephew Podcasts. You can now find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. Hope you all enjoyed the conversation. Be sure to join us next month. So Mark, keep us up to date on the latest hot topics in nephrology. 